what is up, everybody? Athlete on Fire here. Me and Coach Lambo and his buddy out of Cincinnati. I'm going to get to meet this guy here in a second. I've been talking to him for for almost 30 seconds now, and so far, solid dude, um, off air. <laughs> and uh, so I told I told Lambo he is going to introduce our guest today, and we're just going to shoot around a little bit, talk sport. Uh, former uh, college football player, um, passionate, looks like an entrepreneur as well. So that's pretty cool. So we're going to talk about all that stuff and, and more today. So Lambo, let's put the keys yeah. in, put the keys in the ignition, get this bad boy started, man. Hey, listen, there's no other way to introduce him except this is Ty Sponseller, AKA 40. <laughs> He's a guy that brings the energy anywhere you want to go, whatever type of good vibe you want. And he's just an incredible human being. So I don't really think there's anything else you can say that sums up Ty. He's just the guy. All right. Lambo, that means a lot coming from someone like you. So thank you so much. And thanks, Scott, for having me on. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, man. I, you know, he sent me over some of your socials and stuff. I, I, I did a, a light dive in there, but I think the best way to get to know people is just you kind of you kind of lead us down a little bit. Where, where are you from? Where are you sitting right now? What's your athletic background? Um, yeah. And then we'll fill in the blanks for sure. Yeah, so I am. I grew up in Mason, Ohio. It's a suburb about 25, 30 minutes right outside of downtown Cincinnati. Um, growing up, let's see, I'm the middle of two, two or middle of three brothers. Uh, my older brother, athletic fame, my, both my brothers were baseball guys. So my older brother played at Coastal Carolina and my younger, my younger brother plays at Cincinnati now. And my older brother actually coaches him at Cincinnati. So that's kind of fun. But uh, I was kind of the, the oddball. I was football, um, played basketball, baseball, and football three growing up. But once I got to high school, kind of fell in love with football and wanted to be able to focus on that year round. Um, You know, I wanted to be in the weight room and do those kind of things. So I got my high school, Mason high school. It's the biggest high school in the state of Ohio. So it's kind of hard to play all the sports there. Um, so I kind of just decided to focus on football and, um, yeah, had, had some success in high school, um, ended up getting a scholarship to university of Cincinnati, um, where I, um, I started there. I was there for three years, um, was mainly kind of like a special teams guy, more of a backup role would get very limited time at linebacker position, but I played on all the special teams, um, kind of got to a point where I wanted to play a little bit more. So uh, I decided to transfer after my third year to Elon University, which is an FCS, uh, smaller private school in North Carolina. And that's where I finished up just this past spring. Um, Yeah, so that's my athletic background. I'm back in Cincinnati now. I got I'm working in pharmaceutical sales. Um, I also, as we were talking about the entrepreneurial stuff, I run a clothing brand on the side called Serenity Apparel which I'm having a lot of fun doing and incorporate a lot of athletes within that. So yeah, man, that's where I'm at right now. Nice, man. So, I mean, I feel like uh, you're living my life uh, 20 years later. I, <laughs> I I was recruited by Elon, played all the sports. Um, I think there's for the guy, cause I grew up in South Florida, like the guys who are good at baseball and football, the way you decided what you would do in college, if you're good enough to go play at college is do you want to lift for the next four years or do you want to go, play around with the ball on a diamond for the next four years. Like we, you know, we lifted plenty, but that was, that's how my, my little brain decided not to go play football um, in, in college for sure. Yeah. I think what happened to, cause my, my dad coaches baseball too. I think what happened to me is when I was in 
middle school play and I was on like a travel team that wasn't very good. And so I would drive two hours and, you know, we'd get our butts kicked and I'd be like, gosh, I just want to be at the pool or something. And, yeah. And so that kind of burnt me out of, of baseball. And again, too, it's hard, you know, to, to do all that lifting that you do for football. It's not good for baseball at all. Like as far as tightening the shoulders and stuff. So I, I wanted to spend my summers in the weight room. That was kind of big for me. I was always uh, a skinnier kid, had a hard time, you know, putting on muscle. So it was important for me to be able to be in the weight room in order to, you know, get to the next level. Awesome. Okay. So I, I, I know the Ohio football scene uh, a little bit just from having lots of friends in the area. Um, saying that Mason high school is the biggest in the state is saying something because there's some huge high schools in, in Ohio. So pa- paint a picture a little bit like the culture I think Ohio gets left out a little bit. Um, it, it would be the fourth on my list of where all the talent comes from. As far as like nationally, you got Florida, California, and Texas just by size and weather. And then Ohio is just a freaking powerhouse. So paint a picture a little bit for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's exciting. I think there's a lot of, you know, passion about high school football in Ohio. There's a lot of tradition, um, especially in Cincinnati. You look at schools like Moeller, you know, St. X, some of those schools and, you know, it, it it matters a lot. I think too, naturally, I've noticed a lot of people that live in Cincinnati, um, that, that they're from Cincinnati, you know, a lot of people, I, I don't know why it is, but if you grow up in Cincinnati, it, it's hard to leave. So it's a big thing. It's kind of a joke is the, the main Cincinnati question. Oh, where'd you go to high school? It's so it's, I don't know. It's something that people take a lot of pride in. And uh, yeah, I think Ohio, Ohio football is, is known for kind of being, you know, blue collar, tough discipline. And uh, yeah, I loved it. I loved high school football, probably some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. So yeah, it was a a great experience. And, you know, Mason's a a great school, good atmosphere on Friday nights. So yeah, I I, I love high school. I'm actually helping out now back there. Um, I just started helping out back in my high school and I'm enjoying that so much. It's so, you know, rewarding for me to be able to go back to the school I played at and be able to coach and impact those kids. And it's been a lot of fun. No, that's awesome. Hey, Lambo, how'd y'all meet? Give me some first impressions of, uh, of Ty. First impressions of Ty. I think it was, it might've actually been the first night I was at, uh, at MAP training and Ty was in there. And I think we had, uh, Preston in there. And OB, Michael O'Brien, you know, they were all the good football guys from Mason. I, I didn't know anything about any of them. And it was basically just – I don't think there was anybody else in there. Were there ties? Just- no, no. I just remember, um, you know, John Lambeau's business partner was like, hey, uh, I think he called you Aaron at the time. Like, yeah. Aaron's going to take you over to do agility. I'm like, okay. And uh, – from then on, I, I, you were like, hey, I'm Lambo," and we just went to work. And from then on, I think our relationship just kept blossoming. I started to get to, you know, know Lambo more, the kind of guy he is. And, yeah, it just kind of took off from there. And he was someone that always supported me throughout my college career, um, would always check up on me. And, you know, regardless of w- what's going on in football, just seeing, you know, how I'm doing in life and stuff. So, you know, we, we joke around with, we call him uncle Lambo. That's what me and my brothers refer to him at, but he's, it's really become that as kind of a member of our family and, you know, someone a little bit 
older that we can go to for for some direction and some guidance so yeah, yeah he's he was my it's he started off being my trainer but he's uh he's much more to he's much more to me than that now so oh that's awesome i'm thankful for the relationship yeah i, I always like to talk about uh breakthroughs especially in the training aspect because yeah we all love the games and the races and you know as you get as you're as you get older you you look for co- competition like i've done a lot of obstacle races i've done i've run really far distances just to freaking torture myself because i'm a sick weirdo um but you're going to always if you have that competitive spirit you're, you're going to always look for that but when you were training for football and you know high d1 level um were there any big breakthroughs in the gyms especially when when you know map the the training facility you guys are at yeah definitely i'd say the you know the biggest strength gain i ever um have had and the biggest jumps i've ever made was actually in and in, in map with lambo after my senior year so a little bit background for me, I was a safety in high school and, you know, I was recruited to play linebacker in college. That's what Cincinnati offered me to do. Um, most schools offered me to, to play linebacker. Um, I'm a taller kid, about six, two, but I was always very skinny. So I was a guy that I had broad shoulders. I had the frame to put it on, but I, there was a lot of work to be done there as far as putting weight on my frame. So I think after my last my last senior year, my last game senior year, I was only maybe 185, 190. So, you know, you kind of look at the scale, go watch some of UC's practice. And, you know, I would kind of look in the mirror and be like, all right, man, like, this isn't going to be, this isn't going to get it done. Like you can get there, but you can't show up there like this or else you're going to get pushed around. So I was very motivated um, to, to, to get in the weight room and put on weight. It kind of, I think it kind of put a chip on my shoulder, you know, that I, cause I think some people were like, Oh, Ty's going to play linebacker at Cincinnati. He can't like, uh, he, he's a safety. Like, how's he going to do that? He's really skinny. So I think that kind of always put a chip on my shoulder and I don't know. I think I just started to, you know, take pride in it that when you're a senior, a lot of kids, once a lot of kids that, once you get done playing your senior football season, kind of screw off a lot. And um, yeah, I, I chose to, to spend my time with Lambo in the gym and, and get ready to get ready to play at Cincinnati. So I, I honestly think that, that that was probably my biggest breakthrough and probably the most disciplined I've ever been um, off the field with my diet and things like that, because I knew, um, you know, I need, I need, I need to put on that weight. And I think, the time I went to Cincinnati, I was about two fifteen, so nice. was able to get on like twenty five solid pounds. So that was a that was a cool experience for me, and I think something that I learned a lot from it because you know it's kind of one of those things you you get out what you put in, and uh, I felt like I was in a a good mental space there and was very motivated, and um, yeah, I'd say. That, that's probably if I look back at my athletic career, I think that's probably the time where I feel like I was, you know, kind of most mostly on it. And um, was how'd y'all do that? Like, what was the game plan to put the weight out? You know, I worked with plenty of weight loss clients, I worked with plenty of high end athletes, like everything that you can imagine from health and fitness to performance and um, losing weight on paper is, is way easier than gaining weight for, for a lot of people. Um, and, and people who have, unfortunately, who struggle with losing weight, uh listening to this would find that hard to believe but it's it really is so um 
but we were about the same frame, me and you. I'm 6'2". I played at like 2, 205 in, in, yeah. high, in college baseball. So how did you put friggin' 20, 25 pounds on? That's legit. Yeah, for sure. I think the uh, the biggest thing was starting to eat more. Um, so I would got very disciplined with, you know, making sure I was eating every two hours, every two to three hours. And, you know, I was obviously in school still. So um, when I would eat lunch, I would just bring like a big tub of chicken and uh, just eat lots of protein. I'd get home. Um, well, I'd get out of school, go work out at Lambo. Shout out to my mom. My mom helped me a lot. She would have a big, <laughs> big thing of just chicken, rice, vegetables. And um, yeah, so I just ate, ate pretty clean, was eating a lot of lean protein, but eating a lot of it. And then again, having protein bars, nuts things like that to just keep snacking on every two or three hours in class um i know a lot of people a lot of my classmates probably thought i was a weirdo like why is this kid always eating and stuff but <laughs> yeah that that was the big thing and then you know it's hard in such a, a sport like football because when, when you're running around so much and you know my big thing coming out of high school and the reason why i was getting recruited was because i could run well so kind of finding that balance with, you know, putting on weight, but at the same time, not getting too tight and still be able to move. And that's where I think being with Lambo um, helped me a lot and being able to be with, you know, professional people that kind of knew about that um, helped me to you know, maintain my speed and still be able to move um, versus if I just would have went in the weight room by myself, I'd probably would have just tried to put as much weight on and get all tight and not be able to move anymore. So I think it was a combination of things, uh, you know, being around the right people at, at MAP with Lambo, and then also just being very disciplined in my diet and my eating. You know, I had my, my mom was very supportive of me, making me meals. So yeah, definitely, definitely a team effort to get me there. Hey Lambo, how do you keep, how do you keep a guy like this? Who's building that, putting that mass on? How do you keep him mobile? Like, how do you keep, uh, keep everything nice and long, keep muscles long and, and loose and, what's what's the key especially for people listening i think it's a huge it's a huge deal you got these i know there's 15 16 year old kids listening um that want to get bigger before their junior and senior year and they do it the wrong way they just go hit the bench press for five hours and get all knotted up you know well you know you gotta you gotta look at it in every aspect yeah you want to gain weight you want to be big because you have to for you know especially for what todd was going to do he he needed that weight to survive basically um but you gotta, you know, you have to concentrate mobility, you know, and everybody says, well, that's it. Mobility, mobility, mobility. And that's a big part of it. But at the same time, you know, we incorporate a lot of agility movements, a lot of explosive movements, because both of those, like when you're, you're lifting heavy and, you know, like, well, we would superset a lot, especially like, you know, for instance, leg day, where we might be doing a really heavy progressive overload on squat well, in between each set, you know, they're just not walking around like and sitting down and doing nothing. Like you would see a power lifter doing taking two or three minutes in between each set. Like we're going to keep you moving. So in between each set, we're going to send you over to the boxes and you're going to do some type of box jumps for like an explosive movement just to keep everything firing, everything going um, just because so you don't get kind of sedentary in between those sets and everything starts to tighten up and then, you know, you'll have your day of agility and um, you just, you know, have to incorporate different movements like that. That's going to facilitate muscle growth, but at the same time, um, not get you to the point where like in Ty's case, 
you know, he was very mobile. He was very agile. He could run really well. Um, he's putting on that weight, but he's maintaining his speed and explosive power and everything that we need to for the new position he's going to play. That's cool. So. You know, it reminds me, I interviewed, uh, so there's this guy that went to my high school down in Florida and he was, he was four, three or four years ahead of me. I, I want to say four. I was probably in eighth grade. Uh, Pat Burke, he played for Auburn back in the day. He played for the Phoenix Suns for years. He was like, I want to say 6'10", 6'11". He was skinny as a rail, but he had great touch, really smart around the rim. But he uh, he came back from Auburn freaking jacked at 6'11". And that's what got him to the NBA for sure. But what he was doing, um, and this is what I did in college, whether Lambeau remembers or not, but he would he would lift really, really heavy. And then he would, he would run, he would get into pickup games right after big sets. Yeah. So because he could always get, he tells buddies, hey, I want to, save a spot for me. I'm going to be going in and out of the weight room. So he go in there, freaking get after upper body and then get out there and make sure that his nerve system adapted with mm-hmm. the mass that he was putting on. And especially right after lifting. And um, my senior year in college, Lambo, I, I didn't want to lose a lot of strength that we gained in the off season just yeah. mass on. So I would, I would lift after games all the time just to keep mass on. Yeah. But it's so hard. If you're, if you have a natural body type and you put all that weight on, it's so hard to keep it on. It's, it's a, it's a 24 seven kind of endeavor for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And especially when I got to college, that was a struggle when we get into fall camp, you know, I would, I would in the summer, you know, work, work on my weight and I would get up to a good number and then you get out there in 90 degree weather and full pads and you're running around for three hours. And, you know, it's, it, it becomes very hard to keep that weight on because naturally, you know what I mean? It's just, it's just, it's just something that's very hard to do. That's why, you got to be very disciplined in, in your eating. And as soon as you get off the field, you're drinking water to, you know, re replenish your body. So, yeah, I think w- when it comes to w- the weight gain thing, it's really becomes a lifestyle, not just, you know, two hours in the gym lifting heavy. Cause that's, that, that's just, that's just not going to be enough. You gotta, you gotta be very disciplined with, with your, you know, your, your daily habits and making sure it's a priority. Yeah, and I think, you know, a lot of people, like you said, uh, Jones, earlier, you know, when people who are trying to lose weight think it's, hey, it's it's easier to put on weight. It's not, you know, because if you're trying to put on good weight, it's not like you're just going out and eating whatever you can or whatever you want. You have to eat the right things, which, you know, when you're eating the right things, you're, you you got to get good calories, but you're not getting a whole lot of good calories because you're not eating like 12 cheeseburgers from McDonald's, you know? Yeah. Um, so you're going to have to eat more. And, you know, it's, it's funny because you can always tell. And I, I can remember when Ty started eating all that food, it was like that first day he came to the gym after that. And like, not just Ty, but all of them that are doing that, they look like they want to throw up before they even get in there. Yeah. And they know that they still have to eat more and they still for the rest of the day and they still got to lift. Yep. So, and it's, it's difficult. It's very difficult. And I'm not saying it's more difficult than like trying to lose weight because for some people it is, but it's, you know, basically the same thing, anything you want to do, whether it's putting on good weight or losing good weight, it's hard and you have to work at it and it has to be like a lifestyle change to do it. And, you know, Ty was committed to that. A lot of the guys in the gym that have done that uh, and have succeeded, they commit to it. If you don't commit to it either way, it's, it's not going to work. This is so funny because um, 
a lot of the stuff I've been doing on podcasts been with a lot of endurance athletes over the years. Just there's so many endurance athletes in Colorado. You kind of, if you're, if you're past your college days, you just kind of, you fall into it because there's, there's, it's a big part of my business. And I mean, I'm looking at 12,000 foot peaks literally out my window right now. So there's just so many opportunities to go push yourself. So a lot of people listening, haven't heard me talk about like team sports stuff and the training of it. And, and, uh, but linebackers, man, I, there's so many things that are going through my head right now. I got five quick, quick hitters and you guys can kind of jump in. Cause this is kind of funny. First of all, what you guys are not talking about. If you, when you do start eating all that extra protein and all those extra calories, you are gassing people out, at least in my, in oh, my without a doubt, man. Yeah. <laughs> and and oh, that yeah. is uh, a blowing people up. <laughs> and it's, it's so brutal because you're eating lots of veggies and you're eating tons of freaking protein. Your body's trying to process that junk really quick. And it's, <laughs> It's just so, it's so bad. So uh, I don't know if people are looking at you weird because you're eating nuts in class. It's probably because you were gassing the crap out of people. Probably. So. <laughs> probably. By that time I was a senior, probably didn't really care. I was definitely letting some go in class. Oh, it's so brutal. <laughs> and then I don't think, I don't think people, and this is like the, another one that has to do with you. I don't think people realize like I'm the same frame as you without that muscle, like to be able to go, you know, I played football in South Florida at 6A school, like I, I played against a lot of good guys who went to NFL and usually scared for my freaking life. I played quarterback and wide out. Um, and there were never, there's never a moment uh, in competition where I looked at linebackers and smiled, you know, like they're on the other side, uh, other side of the field. Uh, they're there to knock my head off uh, like you guys are supposed to, but paint a picture for people. You're about to go fill a hole, right? And you got to, you got to take on running back or, you know, somebody big on the other side just to get to, to the ball sometimes. And so many times you guys are going full speed uh, with the offense. And I don't think, I don't, I don't know if I've ever had anybody on the show really describe what that's like and what it takes mentally and physically to do that. Not just once, because all the hits aren't clean. Like you get hit in different spots and it tears you up a little bit. What, what does it take to, to throw away some of your, your instincts and, and just freaking go for it, man. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's just something that you kind of happen over time. I think that was actually something that was a little bit harder for me because I'm naturally not a very aggressive guy. Um, just in my relationships with people, I'm very like non-confrontational, not someone that's angry. And I never really felt like I was playing football. Um, for me, it was just a, a pride thing. I would, I would, I was never, you know, angry towards the person across from me that was blocking me or that I had to tackle. It, it was just something like, okay, you, like you, you think you can put your hands on me and block me? Like, no, that, that's that's not going to happen. Or, or you know, what you're you're trying to run through my a gap? No, like this, I, I'm going to fill this up. So, you know, I think that there's I, I, sometimes I wish I was one of those linebackers. Ah, oh, like ran my head. I love. I, I I wasn't. I wish I was, but I wasn't. So I think. For me, that's where I kind of channeled my my edge, I'd say, is, you know, I would strap up and take the line and it, it, or step across the line. It became, you know, a, a pride thing. And, you know, I think a lot of that comes, too, from the work. Um, that, that, that's what motivated me in college is, you know, knowing that everything I've gone through and how hard I've worked. And that's where you get that kind of edge, you know, like I've been through all this, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to run through me or, you know, you're not going to come and block me. So I think it's kind of having that edge and having a pride, at least that's kind of the way I had to take it. Because again, I'm not someone who is 
super aggressive and super angry that like is always looking for fights and things like that. Um, probably would have been a better linebacker if I was, but that's just not how I'm, I'm wired. So yeah. I mean, I could, pro- I could probably tell literally 20 stories about linebackers in my life, like legit putting fear in, in the heart of everybody here. It's crazy, oh, yeah. dude. It's just, yeah. it's, I made for like when I played in high school back in the day, like you make, you go make friends with those guys who are a little off. And I'm sure you played with plenty of guys like that. Oh, um, yeah. But I like that. T- I like that take where you're, you just kind of say, this is the job. There's a sense of pride that goes with the job and there's a skill set to it. And it, and the skill set can come from a clear head. It doesn't have to come from just rage. You know, I think that's yeah. something that I would have loved to have competing as an athlete back in the day. Yeah, for sure. And, you know, I had one of my linebackers coach, one of my linebacker coaches who was uh, Marcus Freeman at Cincinnati. He's actually now head coach at Notre Dame. Yeah. And one thing that he told us is, you know, if someone – someone's coming to block you. Someone's um, another man is coming to put their hands on you. You know, that's, that's disrespectful. You know what I mean? Having that mindset that that, that's disrespectful that someone thinks they can come and throw your hands on you, get, get your hand, get their hands off you. So I think that's kind of more of the mentality that I took versus, Oh, I'm going to go rip your head off. Even, you know, I don't, I don't know this person, but I want to rip your head off. I I was, I wasn't like that. It was more like, all right, like, you know, this, this is what I do. I work, I worked my ass off my whole, whole life for this. Um, you know, yeah. that, that, that's kind of where I tried to get my motivation and channel that, I guess, aggression. I love it. Yeah. So I guess, um, when I was playing quarterback back then, screaming like a little, little girl when people were chasing me to put their hands on me, is that, is that the same thing? No. Okay. <laughs> that's what yeah, I remember. I, I, I've seen, some, I've seen some tough quarterbacks though. It's that they get it. They oh, get yeah. a bad rep thinking that, Oh, everyone's like, Oh, he's a, He's a quarterback. He doesn't like that. I know there's some, there's some tough quarterbacks. So, well, I think most of that comes from the coach. I think most of that comes from the coaches not wanting their quarterbacks to get hurt. Like for sure. Straight up. So it's just kind of crazy. Uh, Yeah. So the, the guy, um, my, my senior year down this, the school, um, Mike Stevenson, he was, I I believe he's the first freshman linebacker to play for bear Bryant back in the day that uh so he was he's a little off he's a little crazy he coached at st thomas Aquinas, big school down in florida and he came to coach my high school my senior year and uh the red jersey thing for quarterbacks nope no more uh oh, really? he, deci- he decided that we had to do oklahoma drills which is a head-to-head drill with linebackers oh, yeah. and you just try to kill people straight up and it's the only time that i know that i had a concussion because i don't remember the whole day after a certain point you know um, but those days, I mean, the, when I, when me and Lambert were doing sports back in the day, like the things that the coaches allowed and did is just, Oh yeah. The safety thing's good. Like luckily I can put a sentence together still. It's just amazing. But yeah. Um, and I, I think, think we need more of that. What? Yeah. I think we need to go a little bit back to the old school. Little, yeah. Little, I agree. I think some of it, there's a, there's a balance, you know, obviously there's a lot of smart people that study this stuff and, yeah, maybe it's not good to just be ramming your head into some people all the time. And you look at the science and it'll, you know, tell you that that's our, but I, I, I'm kind of with Lambo too. There's the, the, some of that old school toughness, like there may not be a logical reason on paper or through science, but that that's just how the game, that's just how the game yeah. is. That, uh, that's, that's what makes football football. So yeah, I think the way the sport has kind of evolved is definitely a good thing with player safety and things yeah. like that. But 
you know, at the end of the day, it, it's a physical game. And you know, when you go out there in a game situation, it's a, you know, it's a fight. So you yep. got to be prepared for that. And you don't want to be your first experience of that, you know, be, be when the lights are on and, and, and you're playing in a real situation. So I think it's important to, you know, practice hard, practice physical. Um, I know everyone's worried about protecting the head and, you know, being safe, but I, I would always try to practice, you know, as physical as possible. Um, so when I got into the games, it wasn't like, oh my gosh, this is yeah. like a totally different sport. So, yeah, I think that there, you just got to find a balance to that and it's easier said than done. But, um, yeah, it's just at the end of the day, it's a, it's a physical game. It's a physical sport. All right. Two questions before you kind of move off like the football career and all that stuff. So the first one I have, I have a kid in mind. He's actually in Ohio. He's in, uh, Oh, I can't remember the name of his high school, but one of my, one of my buddies, um, one of my best friend's son, um, he's going to be a sophomore. He's a linebacker. Got a little time this year. Uh, I'm talking about this kid because there's tons of kids that are just like this guy. Um, he wants to put on weight in the off season. Um, he, you know, he's running track, he's playing basketball. He's doing all these activities, but he knows how important it is to put on weight and, and get stronger. What is, um, in the essence of helping him out, what is something you would, you, you tell your 15 year old self, um, as far as being able to figure all this stuff out and do better, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And I think you, you gotta just, you know, be honest with yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and decide, you know, what do I want to do? And, you know, what, what where do I want to take my football career and, you know, realize that, Maybe there's, especially how old you say 15. Yep. Yeah. That there, a lot of kids at that age aren't really doing that much. Um, you know, maybe you're, you're lifting with your team or, or maybe you're just, you're playing other sports and you're, and you're going and you're playing football and you might be able to, you know, get by at that age from your natural ability. But, um, if you really want to take that steps to the next level, you got to have an edge on, you got to have the edge against, everybody else. And that's where kind of the things we're talking about with, with your diet, you know, your sleep, you know, making the right decisions on the weekends. And, um, cause just, just, just showing up and working hard, you know, during football hours or sports, it, it, it just, it's not going to be enough. So yeah, that, that's the biggest thing that, that I would say is, you know, d- decide what you want to do. And once you decide that, realize that, you know, there's going to be some sacrifices that you have to make and you're yeah. going to have to be, you're going to be a little different than everybody else in, in, in school. You know what I mean? I think, especially my senior year, you know, some of my friends and stuff were like, Oh, okay, come on, come on, like, come out, like, or let's go, let's go eat pizza. And, you know, I wanted, I wanted to do that stuff, but I felt like I owed it to myself. You know, I have a great opportunity. Um, you know, God's blessing me, bless me with, a, a good frame and athleticism to play division one college football. And I felt like I owed it to myself to make sure I'm putting myself in the best position to do that. And um, that's why I think kind of this, the same thing that we're talking about with it really becoming a lifestyle and it, it, it's just the way it has to be. Yeah. I love that. I was talking to an Olympian a couple of years ago and uh he had a coach that told him, you know, if you're going to be world-class at anything, you need to be world-class at everything. So the way you eat, the way you sleep, the way you Mm. treat your, treat your body when you're not training. uh, I just, that really resonated with me. And I I think you're right. Like most 15 year olds just don't realize 
they don't, you, you know, they don't, first of all, they don't know what they don't know, but I don't think most kids realize how much time the really high performers put in, you know, there's definitely oh, people yeah. that are just gifted, but it's, it's pretty wild. For what sure. And too, at age 15, you know, you, there's still no, there's your, your body's still not full, fully developed. So you might think like, Oh, I, I, I couldn't be this. Like, no, that's, that's just not true. You're so young. And you'll, I would just say, work, work your butt off and you'll, you'll be surprised with what happens. I think a lot of times, whether that's because of the teams growing up, people at too young of an age kind of give up on themselves and think, you know, like, Oh, like I, I don't even play on, you know, my freshman team or you're, you're 13, 14 years old. You know what I mean? There's so much time, so much development to make. So don't limit yourself and, you know, give it all you got. And at the end of the day, if it doesn't work out, hey, at least you can look back and be like, you know what, I gave this thing my whole go and, you're, and you'll live without regret. And yep. I think I always, that's something that I always try to say is, you know, disappointment is a lot better than regret. You know, you can, you can be, live with disappointment and be like, yeah, I wish, you know, I wish I would have performed better. I wish I would have won this or, but, but regret is something that, that, it, it, it's just not something that you want to live with. Yeah. I love that. It's funny. I've been brainstorming some what I, I coach a lot of, I, I coach a lot of people virtually um, just from a programming standpoint, it's never going to be the same as like getting on top of somebody in the gym and making sure they do the thing. Um, but it is rewarding in a way that, that not everybody has resources. Like if I'm working with somebody in middle podunk Oklahoma, that doesn't have a great gym or doesn't have a coach that really knows some of the stuff. It's, it feels really good. I was, uh, I have, I have a couple high school kids on the West coast in Oregon. I have, uh, I have one in Ohio and a couple other that I'm thinking about uh, connecting all of them virtually. Um, even though the programming is going to be different just so they have, so they can find other kids that have the same goals. Cause those kids might not be in your high school. They might not be, th- there might be a few, but they might not get along with them or whatever it is. But if somebody can facilitate that, I, th- I thought that'd be kind of a cool way to go about it. So much, we're going to try that out. Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially, yeah. especially, Go ahead, Lambo. I was going to say, I think a lot, because, you know, with your class, there was a lot of really big guys that came out of MAP um, with John and, you know, and I think a lot of it, the success that all of you had, I think a lot of it was just because you guys were all in there together. You were going different places. You had different directions you were going. You played different positions, maybe even different sports. But just to be in there with people with the same mentality, and you know, and I'm not going. It was a very testosterone-filled environment, and you know, it became violent at times. But at the same time, it's what some of them needed. Yeah, you know, and they they were able to connect with each other, and they were all going through the same thing together. Absolutely, I know and for me, that's always helped me to be especially in my workouts to be with other people, you know, I, I, I consider myself a pretty self-motivated person, but there's just something about, you know, being in there with other people. And you know, when you like Lambo saying, when you got all that testosterone and you naturally were all competitors. So, you know, you're looking across at, you know, OB Preston, Alex King, you see the weight they do. And you're like, I, I want to do that weight. So I think it naturally, it just elevates everyone in the room. So I'm agreeing with, with Lambo that I think it's very important to surround yourself with, you know, like-minded people and people that are going to push you to be better. I mean, we had Sean Clifford in there, Penn State quarterback, Matt, Matt Bockhorst, 
Clemson. We had, you know, dudes from all over the city that were going on to play college football. And I don't know, I just thought it was really cool for us all to be in there and all to become friends, but um, also just get after it together. And, you know, that, that was, that was a really, really good time and a very, 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 um, you know, when I re reflect on that period, it was, it was just a very important time in my life. And I feel like I learned a lot yeah. from uh, that period. That's awesome. All right. From the time you were born, which was what, five years ago, 10? <laughs> <laughs> 1997. <sighs> That's the year I graduated high school. <laughs> Let's take a moment of silence for our egos, Lambo. I know. I know. Okay. You guys look great, though. Why, thank you. I'm serious. Like, well, wait, buddy. I, I know you're not supposed to ask like a lady this, but am I allowed to ask how old you are, Scott? You can guess. Yeah. That's fun. Well, if you're, are you, you went to school with Aaron, right? Yeah, that kind of li limits my sneakiness. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> uh, Lambo, what are you, 40? Yeah, a little, a little bit more north there, buddy. Just 42. <laughs> I'm almost 43. Okay. Okay. Oh, next month. Yeah. That's how oh, tight yeah. we are. Right. I know his birthday. I don't have to go look at it on, on Facebook to find out when one of my best friend's birthday is. <laughs> Remember that. Oh, you guys look great. I'm realizing once you're done playing, it's a lot harder to, to stay in shape. It's kind of funny. I know we're talking about different uh, putting on weight and now I'm done playing and now it's, I can't, I'm trying to lose weight. I'm like, this while I was playing, you know, yeah, it's because you're just <laughs> sitting down and eating and you're not running around in full pads and all that stuff. So, no, you guys are killing it. You know, you know. so I'm 43. I, I got Lambert by a little bit. I graduated uh, the year before. Actually, me and Lambert met when you were born. Holy crap, that's crazy. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> that's amazing. Um, yeah, I'm just, you know, it helps being hyperactive and having a hyperactive life. Like me and my wife are really, really active. My kids, we're just crazy. Like I, I just... Lambert will test. I wear them out sometimes, but we've always, we've always valued the same things, even if it's in a different, different segment of, of health and fitness. Okay. So the actually, I was going to ask a question on that. So oh, yeah. from the time 1997, geez, uh, what is your best sports moment? It can be something when you're really little, it could be last week when you beat somebody in uh, darts. I don't know, whatever. What was your best sports moment ever? Best sports moment ever. Um, I think the, probably the moment I'll always remember the most was my, so this would have been my red shirt freshman year at Cincinnati. So I, my first year actually playing. And I was, when I'd say, I was, I was a special teams guy. I was on the punt team and we were playing at Michigan at the big house. So obviously right there, you know, you walk in, I felt like everyone always asked me what that was like. And I'm like, I, I never really settled into it. I'd be on the sideline, just looking around, hundred I think the tenants that game was like a hundred eleven thousand or something and um yeah I got my first ever college tackle that game it was uh oh a nice punt. it was Donovan Peoples-Jones was was the punt returner and Ooh. I tackled oh, yeah. him my family was there you know they announced my name on the big speaker at the big house so I think that's a moment that that I'll definitely always remember Donovan he put his hands on you he disrespected you people <laughs> his hands on you no i'm not i'm not calling out down people so I, don't want that. I don't want that smoke no he's a beast oh no, that's yeah. awesome 
Uh, all right. So for all the guests, we always have, um, we always have you guys share some kind of challenge or workout, like something tangible that pe- listeners can actually go give a shot. Do you, have you had time to think about that? Yeah, I, I think, you know, something, the, the thing that I can think of that's just easy and, and, you know, something that I think everyone can do. Cause I know people are, are busy, whether that's work, you might not, not have access to a gym, but, um, just to carve out 15 minutes a day every day to go exercise. And, and that can be, you know, push-ups, sit-ups, it could be going on a run and just make a commitment to get, I'm going to put 15 minutes. Okay. Everyone, everyone can put 15 minutes. I know a lot of people are saying, that, and again, I'm, ta- I'm talking to myself too, cause I need to be doing this too. Like I was saying, I need to get back, get back into it. But I think to carve out, you know, 15 minutes a day, and that's something that no, no matter who you are, what your occupation is that you can, you can do. And that can be whether that's you know, doing push-ups, sit-ups, right, right when you wake up in the morning. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of something specific to do, but I, I, don't, I just think it's having, carving out that time for, which is what is difficult for a lot of people, but making a 15-minute commitment every single day. And I think once you get that, once you get that rolling, you're going to realize how much better you're feeling. I know for me, one of the main reasons I feel like I need to work out, it's, well, it is for my body. I need to not get fat, but also for my mental state, I I'm in such a better mood and I feel like I'm way better in my job, way better. in you know, my, my relationships and my life when I, when I go work out in the mornings and yep. You're just in such a better mood. You have such, it doesn't make any sense, but you have more energy. Um, you know, everyone's like, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm t- I don't want to be tired for work. I feel way more juiced for work after I, I, after I go work out in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny for, for the platform me and Lambert are building um, the video, the virtual gym that we're kind of putting together. Uh, I have a bunch, I have a bunch of sets in there and, and I just call it 12 minutes of love and it's the same concept. And it's so you run into when you've done this for your whole career, like me and Lambo have done, you run into so many people who kind of have this like all or none principle where mm-hmm. if they don't have an hour to work out, then they don't have anything to work out. But, but exercise science is that there's a cumulative effect of, of work. And if you can get five, 10, 15 minutes in um, here and there throughout the day, your energy is going to be better and you're going to see results from that. Uh, it, it might not be what you need or what you think you need, but it's going to help you big time. So I, that's a good advice for sure. Um, Oh, this is a question for both of you guys. Uh, I was just thinking about this the other day because I, I have two boys and I'm not, very, I'm, I'm not very judgmental about people at all. I would say observance for some things, but uh, me and my buddy were just chilling the other day after work. I was like, what is one thing that you are actually judgmental about? And for me, it was, it was a quick answer. It's like men who aren't in their kids' lives. Can't, you know, whether you get divorced or something, I cannot for the life of me, justify not being in your kids' lives. Um, you know, if, if something happened, which it won't with me and my wife, if something happened and she moved to some crappy town in the Midwest or the South that I just hated it, I, I would be living next door tomorrow, you know? So that's one thing that I am kind of judgmental about because I'm living this, this, this world right now. Um, it can be a judgment. It can be a pet peeve something that makes people better, but is there anything that kind of, kind of gets you guys that, that, that's, uh, that you were surprised about that you had this, uh, this thought about, or that just kind of keeps coming up, uh, in society in general? Yeah, I got, I think for me, it's when, you know, people 
when people aren't happy for their friends or people in their inner circle success, it, yes. that, that really bothers me. Cause it's like, you know, you're supposed to be my friend. And I sometimes feel, they feel when people feel threatened by other people's successes and in your circle that I, I've never really understood that. And that's a great I, one. I think that sucks because you know, you're, and, and, and people, it's, 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 I, I think it's easier. It's, it's easier for me to tell now as I've gotten older. And then again, that kind of just closes up your circles. Cause you realize, you know, why people are wanting to be around you. So, but yeah, I think that's, that's my pet peeve is you know, friends or people that are supposed to be supporting you that get jealous of your success. And I know everyone's naturally selfish and competitive, but, um, that's why, don't you think that's why team sports is so good? Because like, absolutely. like I, I was in a quarterback battle my whole high school career and in, co- in college, like got to play the position I wanted to blah, blah, blah. But the inclination is deep down, you want to play. So you find yourself rooting against your competition on your team, but you have to correct that because you know, oh, yeah. it's not right. You know, it's not right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's hard. So you, you get through oh, yeah. that. And then when, when you get into the life stuff, it's not that hard to root for people, you know? Yeah. And that was, that was something, you know, cause I was, I was a backup my whole time in Cincinnati. So it was constantly, you know, someone else getting an opportunity over me and it's, it's hard cause you're naturally a competitor and it's okay to have that little bit of jealousy, but that doesn't mean you have to be like, you know, mean to that person or want that person to fail. And I, I think that that's very powerful and can, really make a special team when people are you know happy for each other's success above themselves I think that's what makes a team great and that's like you're saying that's one of the great things about team sports and I think that's something that transfers to every stage of your life oh yeah what about you Lambo um I think one of my biggest pet peeves especially now is people who like constantly put themselves out there like they're better than everybody else and talk to everyone in a condescending manner. Yeah. Is this you like, I mean? is this online mostly or? No, not just not online. I just like, I'm talking about in general, you know, yeah. it's the people that, you know, they always tell you about the great things that they're doing to make themselves seem like they're the best, but in turn are, doing it to make you feel like you're a bad person yeah yeah that's yeah. a big one for me it's and i love there. to put those people in their place i'd, I'd really enjoy doing that <laughs> yeah I do favorite people, thing. and a lot of times people will say like that they're joking or whatever but they'll make yeah. jokes that are people that feel the need to put someone else down in order to elevate yeah. themselves yeah that's on my list too lambo yeah be, probably be yeah. my number my number oh. two We've all done, we've all done this and maybe with family more than anything, because you know how easy it is to push family members buttons. Like me and my sister do this to each other all the time and and it's immature and all that stuff. But when you say something hurtful and then you have to say you're joking, like if nobody's laughing, it's not, it's not a joke. Like it's pretty easy to tell, you know? Um, Oh crap. Brain fart. Okay. So I have, I I was like, wait a second. So I I have a question for you, Ty. Uh Uh-huh uh lambert has uh he has challenged aeneas hawkins is that his last name hawkins yeah you put this together 
So hey, you're sitting there like I'm tall. I called out Aeneas. Hey, here's what happens. We get we get some dudes on a podcast and uh I start pushing them against each other and then I come up with a, a challenge. But here's the thing. Are you working out right now? Uh in general? Moderately. Yeah, I need I yeah, I need to I started uh I, I'm working now and I have a I have a pretty good job. So I'm still and again i I'm the one telling people to carve out 15 minutes a day i need to, again i'm speaking to myself but yeah i'd say i'm i'm moderately working now try to get two to three times a week but i wouldn't say i'm working out intensely right now but what's the challenge i'm up for the challenge oh my gosh he's up for it already <laughs> wait is it but i think jones is trying to kill me personally <laughs> all right so hey do you live do you live near the gym anymore yeah yeah i'm bad yeah i'm like 15 minutes away all right you got to do this so I'll make a deal. I wasn't a part of this tie, but I will do it if you do it. Okay. All right. Here's the deal. It's going to hurt. It's got to be done in one day, which probably take about an hour and a half. That's my guess. Um, Challenge one, which I will get destroyed by all of you strong, young strapping men. It's a, it's a five minute bench press for volume. So the rules are the first three minutes, you get as much, as many reps as you can with whatever weight you pick, you can pick whatever weight. And then you get a one minute break. And during that one minute break, you can change the weight or you can stay with the weight, but your score is reps times weight. So total volume. That's the first one. There's only one winner in any of these. Um, Challenge two, five, five K row for time. Challenge three. (laughs) And these are all funny because I got Lambert and and Hawk sauce on this, (laughs) on the pictures here. <laughs> I love it. So we got this is ISO hell. So isometric holds. You got to do a forearm plank to failure, a wall sit to failure, and a bar hang to failure. And you just uh, cumulative time. So probably just as much mental as physical. Uh, challenge four is a sled push and pull. It's just total total distance covered with half your body weight um, down and back. Running clock for ten minutes. Uh, challenge five is pump pass and kick which would be very entertaining i have to say and uh without knowing how good your arm is i'm betting on myself on that one um yeah. <laughs> i got those tight linebacker shoulders i'll throw like one pass and uh, yeah although i am i am genuinely worried about uh pulling something on the punt so make sure y'all warm up for that Okay. Um, the hit and pitch only because uh, Lambert and Hawk Sauce were talking smack to each other about hitting and pitching. So uh, you guys got to come up with a point system for line drives. Uh, hey, don't pitch. let Ty fool you. I've seen Ty swing it. He does okay. No, I've seen you swing it. Lambo drops bombs. He does. Lambo drops absolute cage bombs. I know. The dude's got some power. Yeah. And then He's the last one. The last one was just ugly. It's a burpee mile. It's 20, bur- it's 20 burpees in a quarter mile times four. 20 burpees in a quarter. Okay, so you run a quarter mile, 20 burpees, then you run the full mile. Yeah. Dude, I've done this twice in anticipation of the challenge. Have you done it? I have done – I did the um, 15 and then sprint, not a quarter mile. Yeah. About an eighth of a mile. And I did those the first time. And then – I recently did the 20 and sprinted. It was, I kind of measured it out. So it was around a quarter of a mile. All right. Yeah. It was not fun. I would hate to see this shit right here. Is this all in one day? Yeah. About an hour and a half. 
Just okay. walk away. Just walk away, <laughs> No, he already said he's in. He already said he's in. Look at him. He's yeah. getting all nervous. Look at this. Yeah, yeah. No, I'll do it. I mean, I'll probably be throwing up and stuff, but I'll do it. Okay. I'm cool with that. Uh, I'm 43. If you can't, come on. I mean, 43, what are you, 25, 24? 24. Yeah, I mean, I, I do make a living out of wearing out 24-year-olds, but it's okay. We'll be all right. So, yeah. all right, you're in. I love it. I'm going to do it then. I'm doing it with y'all. Let's do it. I need that. Don't hurt yourself. Um, disclaimer. I'm, you're not paying me for this. There's no waivers on this. I'm not, I'm, you're not signing a waiver with me. I, just yeah, don't die. I, I'm sure you have people that love you in your life. If I, yeah, if I get hurt, I'm, I'm, I'm suing Scott Jones. It's all your fault. <laughs> uh, do you need to, do you want to know what the, uh, what the bet was for? If you lose? No. What is it? <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Within two weeks, you have to do this workout. I had, I had an ultra runner in California. She's 37 and she loves Oklahoma football. And she bet that they would cover the spread against the Mountaineers this year, which they did not. I'm a West Virginia fan too. My dad played there, uh, which they did not. Of course, West Virginia lost and choked, but that's besides the point. Um, Eight rounds, quarter mile run, 50 burpees, 50 squats, 50 sit-ups. Eight rounds. Eight rounds. run. his brain is working so hard right now it's amazing you got it i got it all right don't come in last (laughs) wait so you're a wvu fan what's it going to take you to to get you to some games next year i'm trying to to come in you're you're talking ty is a big wvu fan now he went really with me last year okay he got me to one and then you know i was supposed to go to one last year and i'm going to three i love (laughs) they're so fun i love it yeah, on the, all my on Cincinnati the, buddies would get mad at me, but I'm like, like, why are you going to West Virginia? I'm like, dude, you don't understand. Like, it is a it is a great so time. And it's, I can't really put it into words. You just got to go there. It's it's, it's got a, a different atmosphere, vibe. It's just it, it's it's awesome. It's special. I'm trying to go this year. So uh, this the same girls she, they're trying to go to the West Virginia Oklahoma game. Uh, I got to figure out how to get tickets. If I don't get tickets, I might just go tailgate and hang out. But uh, that's on the so docket. You know, I can get tickets. What are you talking about? Hook it up, baby. All right. So, yeah, at least that one. Dude, yeah, every West Virginia trip, it's like Lambo's got that stuff down from the, the hotel where we're eating. We all we have like a, sh- a sheets gas station. Oh, yeah. Place and it's it's a clean operation. So got a system. Yeah, don't don't. Yeah. Don't worry about that. Lambo does it right. Yeah. Well, it's not that- three and oh, you're three and oh, I am three and oh, I am three nice. and oh, with with two of those being when we were dogs. Yeah. Virginia Tech. Virginia Tech and, and uh, Iowa State. Yeah. Did I did I t- I told the story about coming out to get some some drinks with you when my dad's in the hospital there? Did I tell that on the podcast yet, Lambert? I don't think you told that. All right. So here here's a here's a it's not a happy it's kind of a happy story. I got drunk. What's not happy about that? <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, my dad was my dad had sept, he had a septic shock um infection my my parents uh, retired to west virginia in this little cabin on the river really pretty spot they grew up they, they i grew up in florida and then they moved there after they retired anyway he was he was on his deathbed it ended up being um so i was there and the hospital shares a parking lot with the tailgate for the mountaineers uh ball games so like where lambo's group tailgates it's like at the back of the parking lot of the actual hospital which is really freaking weird because you have all these people in the hospital who can look out the window and see all the cool stuff going on. You know, people are in the hospital. There's, you know, sick people and that stuff going on. So, uh, 
my dad's unconscious at the time, but I have my uncle there and some other friends and Lambert texts me. He's like, all right, I'm here. Come on, Jones. So I go down there and I get to this thing and, and it, you know, like only a good friend would know, like the dude had like, he had like two or three shots of Jack just sitting on the table waiting for me. And he had like a couple beers. I think I was down. I was feeling a little guilty towards the end. Cause I was down there for about an hour and a half. Um, and I went back and I was feeling pretty darn good. I got to tell you. And I go back and I go back into the waiting room and I sit there and I watch the, the, the game on the, on the TV in the waiting room of the hospital. And then my dad passed away like five or six days later and uh, you know, coming out of the hospital and, it's raining and the lights are on the stadium, but it's not a game day. It's just like a Friday morning, but they had the lights on for some, for some odd reason. It was just like surreal. And uh, I don't know. It's just one of those memories. Like I'll always be tied to Lambo for a million reasons, but that one was just really cool. But my dad was a high school football coach. He died on a Friday, um, literally a couple throws away from the stadium that he rooted for and play, you know, he played there for a year before he got really hurt. So just like one of these really special things. I'm, I'm definitely, I haven't been back since he passed away. So I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's pretty, yeah, pretty that's, wild. That's, that's cool. That's like one of those things where it's like, there's no way this is just coincidence. You yeah, know what I mean? Exactly. Something's going on here. So yeah, that's awesome. And you know, you guys might feel like you're going to be hanging out with my dad at the end of this workout. So <laughs> I, I will. you're going to have to, you're going to have to text me a list. I'm already kind of forgetting them. I've got I, it. Don't worry. I'll post oh, okay. it to you again. It's all good. So, Man, hey, so the, I'm hoping for that as an excuse. I don't remember what you guys said. <laughs> yeah, we got this. No, don't you? I'm in, I'm and in. then Lambert, let them know the date you guys are going to do it. And I'll try to do it as close to as I, as I can. Um, okay. okay, you got you got a little you got a little company here, apparel company, Serenity Apparel, right? Yeah. All right, talk about that a little bit. How, how'd you come up with it? What is it? Let's let's hear it. Yeah, I think um, this started. Well, let me. I've always been you know, had a creative side, uh, even from a young age, you know, my sports is all, or my life has always revolved around sports. And that's, you know, my brothers, the, my dad, that's kind of our thing. But I've always had a creative side that was kind of hard to, you know, express or have the time to express or find a way to express that. Um, you know, I've done things with, you know, movies, certain things like that. But Serenity started in, with my experience in college. I had, um, I, I, I battled some anxiety, depression stuff in, in college, um, you know, was kind of drawing my identity from the wrong reason, from the wrong things, putting a lot of pressure on myself, you know, paying too much attention to external factors. And when I was going through that, and when I was experiencing some of these, you know, side effects, like you know, hyperventilating after playing one snap or waking up in the morning sick to my stomach. I didn't know what any of that was. I just thought something was, you know, wrong with me. And I thought that no one else is feeling that way. And the more, you know, I, I, I talked around people and people were like, yeah, that, you know, that's like, that's me too. And it's something that people don't really talk about because, you know, especially in football, you're, you, you don't, you never say like, you know, oh, I'm nervous or, you know, oh, I'm, I'm kind of doubting myself. It's just not what you do as, as a man and as a, as a football player. So um, that, that's all. And that's sadly kind of the, the stigma around it. And I felt like I got to a point where I was ready to open up about some of that. And it wasn't, 
for me, but I just genuinely wanted to be able to help someone else that, you know, is going through that. And I know so many athletes, it's such a big topic uh, nowadays is, you know, mental health with athletes. And that's when I kind of um, developed the idea with Serenity. It was when I was transferring from Cincinnati to Elon, I was having a hard time with that transition. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't, I was very torn when I decided to leave Cincinnati. It's obviously my hometown city. It was a, it was a dream come true getting to play there. My family's 25 minutes away. You know, it's a great football atmosphere and uh, had a lot of great people, a lot of great friends, was involved in a lot of things, you know, on campus, through churches that were even outside of football. So, you know, I was having I was having a hard time when I when I first got to Elon. It was kind of very confused. Like, you know, did, what what am I doing here? Like, like, am I am I doing this? Do I really want to do this football thing, or you know, am I doing this for other people? And uh, that's that was when I sat down and I developed the idea for Serenity, and I felt like that word fit perfect for what I was searching for at the time because you know I I was confused. I wanted to escape I wanted to get away from from football and just fig, you know get my feet under me catch my breath figure out what's going on so that was kind of the idea about it it stemmed into you know more than just athletics but that was the that was the start is giving uh athletes you know an apparel that they can just relax and you know be a normal person in and and not be confident in who they are and not feel like they need, you know, this recognition on Twitter or to have this stat in order to, you know, feel fulfilled or feel like they're, you know, doing a good job. So that was, that was kind of the mission behind Serenity was to get people to value themselves for who they are versus just what they can do, which I think is something that resonates a lot with athletes. And especially you see all this stuff on, social media some of the stuff people say about athletes and it's like dude you're really saying this because someone didn't catch a ball or things like that and it's you know it's it's disgusting so yeah kind of a way for athletes to take a step back and just you know realize that there's more more to life and more to themselves than um, just what they can do on the field yeah i love that man uh are you enjoying the process here I love it. I love it. I've had so much fun doing it. Um, and that's one of those, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I do spend a lot of time on it, but I don't feel like I'm spending time on it. It's just, it's the first thing I think about when I wake up, I'm checking the website, see how many people are on it. Um, you know, I've gotten to, my, my favorite part of it is just seeing people wear the stuff. I've gotten some pretty cool athletes on there. Uh, Luke Fickle, my head coach at, at Cincinnati took a picture rocking the shirt. So that stuff's, just really cool to see, you know, people supporting and to see, you know, idea come to life. And it's something that people are literally wearing on them. So it's awesome. I love it. That's awesome. And yeah. And that goes back to the, uh, the judgment thing, like the, the people who have a hard time seeing people succeed. I think I've been an entrepreneur for 20 years and uh, seeing other people like dive in, first of all, kudos, cause it takes, it takes a little guts to put yourself out there. Um, but secondly, to any of your friends and any of your family who are trying to get free stuff from this dude who's working his butt off, you should be paying double. It drives <laughs> me crazy when yeah. people, because you have a business, they they feel like, uh, oh, hook it up. Like, well, I just worked 
yeah. uh, two years to launch this thing. Yeah. Why don't you hook or me do you, up with some think, love? Who do you think paid to make the product? Yeah. yeah. You know, I'm not like pulling them out of a tree or something. So, but no, so, yeah, I like to, yeah. I, I appreciate you saying that, Scott. Obviously I like to hook it up for people, but that's something, you know, I had to learn through being, you know, in this is that you, you, you gotta have people pay full, full price for your product. Cause yeah, especially right now with what I'm doing, everybody's somewhat, most of the people that are buying my stuff are somewhat of a friend or somewhat of a connection. And um, I think it's helped me to do that. Cause whenever I like to, any entrepreneur, any small business, I love supporting them. And um, yeah, it's helped me, you know, like, like you're saying, not asking for hand ass. Cause I'm like, no, heck no, you deserve every bit of this, every penny that, uh, that your stuff is is marked for so yeah, awesome, it's, a, it's a lot of fun all right how can people follow you on the socials and with the with the apparel company yeah so it is at shop serenity store on instagram uh my normal instagram is ty spawn underscore three i'm also on twitter ty spawn two um let's see if you want to check out our website it is uh shop serenity and yeah, it, anything helps, whether that's, you know, if you want to purchase something or just sharing something on your story, you like a post that we have, that that would mean a lot. And um, yeah, hopefully that the brand can, um, you know, provide an escape for people, escape for athletes or not even just athletes, people, you know, people in their everyday work life that you know, just kind of need a break and need to step back and need to realize that there's, you know, there's more to life and there's more to who you are than just your occupation or what you do. So yeah, hopefully, and if you, a lot of the stuff I'm talking about, if you go on that website, that shopsrenityapparel.com, I have my mission story and I kind of talk about some of the, a lot of things that we just talked about with me going through the transfer process. Um, you know, me being young and drawing a lot of my identity from external factors. So yeah, if you, if you guys would like, please go take a look at that. I'd, I'd really appreciate that. Heck yeah. I love it, man. So Lambo, thanks so much for, uh, for bringing Ty on the show. Awesome connection. You guys obviously, um, mean a lot to each other in, in, in a lot of ways. I think that's really cool. A lot of coaches don't talk, talk about how important these relationships are. I can't, I can't coach numbers. I got to coach people and it's just, it's yeah. really important no matter who yeah. they are. So really appreciate that. There was a time back in 1997 when I left Appalachian state down in North, Boone, North Carolina for a small college, in West Virginia, now Concord University's right. Concord College at the time. I was probably walking out to the baseball field to go hit a little BP before the season started. And this uh, this pale young man, this pale That's young nice. man with a little power from Beckley, West Virginia, who's on the show yeah. now. We were both hanging out. And maybe, just maybe, when one of me or Lambert went yard in, in BP, maybe when that bat contacted, maybe Ty was conceived. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Exactly. Scott, probably this isn't the time, but we got to get on a call offline and I got to hear some Lambeau college stories. Oh, dude. That's not allowed, dude. dude I got to like drag him out to like come get pizza with me on something. But I've heard I've I've heard some rumors that he was a pretty fun dude. So, oh, yeah, dude. So I yeah, maybe not on this call, but Uh, yeah, I would say like, you know, five out of my eight best friends were we're uh, in that little circle right there. We, we, we stayed pretty close over the years, man. It's been, it was pretty cool. You know, you get people from different places and you throw them in a really small rural 
town that has like a stoplight stoplight. and a gas station they get really really tight it's pretty cool yeah Yeah. and i think too like you guys playing together there's something about going through that sacrifice and it's really it really it sounds cheesy and but it really is a brotherhood and it's i'll 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 see somebody that i played with that i haven't talked to in two years and it's like you just pick up right where you left off because you've gone you know what i mean it's 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 really it's the one thing i miss more like even even 20 whatever years out of this stuff like these workout challenges like i can't call you up and go play five on five hoops right now you know but you miss the camaraderie of like pushing each other. And, and uh, so I'm always looking for people who are game be- because the other thing that me and Lambert talk about all the time, like your, your friends stay the same and, and they're the same age as you and everything, but your active peer groups get younger and younger because my peers are getting fat and lazy. Like it's just, yeah. it's just happens yeah. to a lot of people. So it's really important. So keep that fire, man. Keep, keep moving, learn how to balance the work, the work and the entrepreneurial stuff and the active stuff. And you'll have, you'll have a solid life for sure. But um, yeah, you guys, we'll, we'll bring Ty on again. I, I really want to bring guests on over and over just so there's an arc and you can see where they're at uh, over time. So we'll bring it back on again for sure, but definitely athlete on fire. Really appreciate you, man. Awesome. Scott, thank you so much. This is a blast. Uncle Aaron, appreciate you. This is awesome. All right, baby. Thank you for listening to athlete on fire. Stay fired up with additional resources and information at athleteonfire.com.